Estate Radio, hosted by the real estate therapist, Larry Shackman, a top-producing real estate broker, author, CEO, and founder of TrustedAgentUSA.com, the ultimate real estate matchmaker, connecting you with top-performing agents for 2% commission. Each week, we bring you exclusive interviews with industry experts, covering everything from staging to negotiation strategies to home inspection issues and everything in between. Whether you're selling your home, a first-time home buyer, or a seasoned investor, we've got you covered. Let's make your real estate dreams a reality in this fast-moving and ever-changing real estate market. This program is funded in whole or in part by Trusted Agent USA, Illinois license number 475-145-795. Now, now, here's Larry. All right, good morning, everybody. It is, I believe, December 9th. Good morning. Happy Saturday. Happy to have you along. Welcome to the Real Estate Radio Show podcast. We're on every Wednesday at 11 o'clock, every Saturday at 9 o'clock. And uh, we have an announcement to make. I'm going to wait for Dylan to come online before we do that, which will be shortly. Before we do that, I want to just once again thank our sponsors, number one, Trusted Agent USA. So Trusted Agent USA, that's where we meld what consumers want, which are great agents and agents that, uh, you know, are going to be there with you through the whole transaction, get you over the finish line, top performing, top producing agents at reasonable commissions. So, and if you're if you're interested in that, you want to save money when you sell, buy, or invest, just go to trustedagentusa.com. Now, I also want to uh, thank our other partners real quickly. And of course, that is the one, the only Dylan Kramer, our partner, co-host. Dylan is the branch manager over at Benchmark Mortgage in Oak Brook, works with people throughout the country. So wherever you are, Dylan will give you his contact information. He can help you get pre-approved, answer any questions for you regarding the mortgage process. Uh, you're going to be able to talk to Dylan today and every Wednesday and Saturday. Also, I want to thank our other sponsor, At Home Title Services. If you're a real estate broker in Illinois and you would also like to be a title agent, uh, a registered title agent where you can help your sellers through that whole process as well and add that to your menu of services, Check them out on December 13th. Go to their website at hometitleservices.com and sign up for their next virtual event. That's on December 13th. So um, I hope you guys are ready for a great show. I am going to remove this and I'm going to replace it with this. Look at that. Nice. Look at that. <laughs> you are the master of technology, my friend. How are you this morning? I'm doing awesome, man. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. I'm, Good. Uh, I'm excited to be here for the people. Yeah, we are here for the people. That is exactly right. That's what we do. Um, how's your, uh, what do you got planned for the weekend? You know what? I uh, I actually going to spend my Saturday uh, refereeing basketball. I've got a, a 1 p.m. and a 4 p.m. today, and then we'll probably have a nice little uh, they say the weather's going to turn, but I, I'm still planning on grilling today. So we'll see how that goes. Oh, good for you. And then, uh, and then I got some kind of year end business planning stuff to do tomorrow, especially around uh, some of the stuff that's shifting with the announcement we're going to make. So I've got some project stuff for that. And I got a big week coming up. I've got to, I've got to travel out of town on a, uh, on a work thing and a couple of things. So it, it's, yeah. it's going to be interesting. All right. You're a busy guy. Yeah, absolutely. How about you? Yeah, same here. You know that uh, condo I put on the market in, I haven't even put it on the market yet, in Naperville. Uh, we put that on the PLN about, uh, oh, I want to say three weeks ago. Gone. Yeah, good. Good for Gone. you. So uh, cash deal. Uh, not, you know, not surprising given some of the parameters we talked about in that transaction. Sorry as I lean over here to yeah. grab a Kleenex. Um so the thing is that um, I think that, you know, what you described about the qualities of that property, it comes as no surprise that we've got uh, activity, right? Yeah. Investor yeah. buyer or, or owner occupant? Oh, no. Owner occupant. Okay. And um, 
really nice lady. You know, we, we rehab that whole place. That place looks fabulous. Um, and you know, we could have put it on the market directly before, you know, without just selling it on the PLN. Sure. However, it's a cash deal. We're closing in two weeks. There's some medical issues with the seller. So I think all in all, this is a better outcome and an and immediate closing. Right. Without well, having to worry about financing. You know what, Larry, it's very cliche. I know we beat this, um, but it sounds like a great example. You know, when we talk, we get so many people are hung up on price, right? Like I got to get X amount of dollars and, you know, Sometimes you can show them the math, right? If your payment's $2,000 a month, you take five grand less today, or you take more or five grand more in 90 days, but you got to pay two grand a month for three months. Maybe that doesn't really work out for you. Um, but, you know, it's very cliche in the business. You can have your price if I can have my terms. And it's absolutely true. There are times, and, and, and I have an old story about this. I don't know. We want to go down that rabbit hole today. But there are times where it really makes sense to take this deal, even though it makes a little less money for you, because it solves another problem. And and speed can be a pro, uh, you know a thing to solve. For example, waiving contingencies can be another thing to solve. For example, where you don't have to sell a, the current house to buy a different house. There's all sorts of things that it can be yeah. important to sellers and buyers. Frankly. Yeah. That may get them to agree on a slightly different. There's a lot of dynamics that yeah. go into it with That's everybody's right. life and what's going on. The good news with this is we sold it for over list price. Even so better. We sold it for over list price. We got the seller, uh, uh, a buyer that can close in two weeks with cash. And, uh, you know, great. And the only reason I'm bringing this up is because it, the buyers are out there, guys. The buyers are definitely out there. And the inventory is starting to slowly but surely come back on the market. But these properties that are sought after, like this was a condo in Naperville. In Correct Perth me if I'm wrong. Walk to downtown Naperville. You like, could literally walk thing. to down. Yes, you could walk to downtown Naperville. You're you're like right in the middle of everything. And uh, it was under 250 um, and it was in great condition. Right. So properties like that, even though we have more properties coming on the market, uh, they get swept up pretty quick. And that's because there's still there's a lot of pent up buyer demand out there. Well, it really is. And Larry, I think it's not it's a combination, right? Like pent up buyer demand is absolutely true. But I think the other thing that's important is that we are experiencing a market and have for a few years really since the beginning of the pandemic where a bunch of people are like oh i could i could sell my crap box house for 50 grand more and they'd put it on the market lousy inventory is always available so quality inventory right place that's cleaned up place that's got you know uh, updated modern, modernized kitchen or you know cleaned uh, you know remodeled bathrooms for the new for the sale or whatever the case is those will move quickly just because the other inventory is not nearly as attractive yeah yeah if you guys if you don't stage your house properly if you're not working with a not only a real estate broker real estate agent but a marketing agent that knows how to position your home on the market, knows how to stage it correctly, and uh, you listen to them, uh, you're going to be on the market for a while. You know, yeah. you could have somebody, you could be in the room with the smartest guy in the room and they can tell you exactly what to do. And if you don't listen to them and you go down that path yourself, whatever it is you want to travel, you just got to, you know, take accountability for whatever happens as a result of that. Well, my man, you've heard me say this more than once over the course of the time we've been doing this. And that is you have got to show up to your own rescue. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that is, that is a great way. Once again, you have taken my long-winded and nailed it. Yes, you've got to show up to your own rescue. Exactly. Yeah. Just listen to the people that can help you. You know, Dylan's been doing this 20 plus thousand years. I've been doing this 23 years. 
Um, and just, and whether it's us or whoever you're working with, as long as you trust them and believe in them and they have the experience you feel, uh, uh, warrants listening to them, which I'm assuming they do, or you wouldn't be working with them. Right. right. Uh, listen to them because they're going to get your home sold faster for more money and, uh, with less aggravation. And that's what trustedagent.com does. So go there and look at it. All right. So that's enough of that. Nice. Um, now, uh, we have an announcement we want to make before we jump into some stats and get back into that PMI conversation. Uh, Dylan and I are going to be back live. The real estate radio show podcast is going to be back live from the studio WCPT AM out of Chicago. We broadcast to the entire Chicago metro area. We also get a little bit into Indiana, Michigan, and some of the surrounding states, a little bit over the borders, but primarily we're right in the uh, Chicago metro market. And of course, when we're broadcasting uh, live and streaming live with the podcast, we're every, everywhere. You can watch us on YouTube at uh, at Larry Shackman. You can watch us on Facebook at Launch My Listing. You could watch us on LinkedIn. Just search my name, Larry Shackman, and you'll see us when we go live every Wednesday at 11, every Saturday at 9 a.m. But we're excited about getting back into the studio, right? Yeah, I, I think it's going to be fantastic for the for the show. I think the show's got a different vibe when we're in the studio. So I'm excited to start doing the Saturday show that we're doing right now from the, the radio studio. Yes. Starting January 6th. Yes, and we'll still be starting January 6th at 9 a.m., 9 to 10 a.m., like we were, same slot. Um, uh, we'll still be doing the Wednesday podcast like we are here now. But, uh, yeah, Saturdays, we're excited to get back in the studio and have some fun right from the studio Absolutely. with our buddy Devin and on the board for us and, uh, you know, just uh, rocking the radio. Yeah, I think the radio, like I said, the radio adds another dynamic, and I think that it allows us to broaden the reach of the show, and it's going to be uh, fantastic. I'm excited. It's a it's a big 2024 business initiative, I think, for both of our businesses, as well as uh, we're excited to kind of partner with WCPT on this. Yeah, yeah, they do a great job over there. They're they're great guys and girls and women, whatever, you know, sorry yep. if I insulted anyone. Um, but uh, yeah, they're a great bunch of people over there. We we love being there. So we're excited to be back January 6th, 9 a.m. First show broadcast from the studio again. All right. Before we get into any, you know, quick uh, stats, couple things I, I rolled across that I'm looking for your opinion on and to straighten me out on. Sure. Um, I came across, you know, a couple weeks ago, two, three weeks ago, we went over the most affordable places to live, right? Right. The top 10 most affordable places. We went over the top five most expensive places to live. And I think three of them were in California. Right. One of them, uh, the uh, average list price was uh, like 8.8 .8 million. And that's because a lot of, uh, I forget which town it was in. It was pronounced really weird, but uh, a lot of tech millionaires and billionaires live there. So that's right. why it's so whatever. But, um, so today I came across a list. I'm going to bring it on the screen. I came across this list where, uh, this is the top 10 real estate, uh, real estate markets in 2024. Now I'm going to get rid of us on the screen so okay. that we can see everything here. Give me a second. Boom. There it is. Okay. So um, these are the top 10 real estate markets in 2024. Now this is not just, you know, the, the uh, least expensive market, yeah, right. the most expensive markets. These are, this is based on amenities, location. You're going to notice a lot of these are feeder cities that feed into bigger cities. 
a lot of investors love feeder cities because right. they raise the price of the property like a feeder city here in Chicago Metro into Chicago would be, you know, Oak Brook would be even Morton Grove, even right. uh, Arlington Heights uh, at Naperville. You know, there's a train to I'm in Naperville. There's a train to the city nonstop, 35 minutes, 40 minutes, and you're in downtown Chicago. So that is huge. Um, so these are the top 10 real estate markets of 2024. Now I've never, let's start with the top. All right. So we're going to start with number one is Toledo, Ohio. Right. I have never been to Toledo. That was kind of a surprise to me. I'm going to kind of, uh, look into Toledo just to see what's going on in Toledo that makes uh, realtor.com believe that Toledo is, you know, or, or puts them on this list at number one, no less Toledo, Ohio. Yeah. I'm kind of fascinated by that. Although I think obviously it's, it, it's gotta be a, as you're using your term feeder city, I assume it's a Cleveland feeder city, right? Yeah. I don't know. I'm going to, I'm going to look into it because I was actually surprised to see that on there. And I don't want to dive too deep into the article because we could talk about it for two hours if we wanted right. to. Um, the number two is uh, Oxnard, Thousand Oaks, Ventura, California. Now, if I, if I had to guess, I would say those are feeder cities into LA. I don't know. So if you're watching on YouTube or LinkedIn or Facebook and you know the answer to that, let us know. Remember, you guys, you can comment or drop us a question and we're going to see it and respond to it. So, um, yeah, I'm assuming those are feeder cities into L.A., um, but yeah, Oxnard, Thousand Oaks, Ventura, California is number two. Number three, it's Rochester, New York. They have beautiful winters all over New York, right? Yeah, for sure. I'm kidding. Like Chicago. We, yeah, exactly. Our, our weather's about to change. Like you said, I haven't exactly seen what they're talking about, but I'm assuming we might be getting some snow or something. I don't know if we're getting snow or it's just, you know, look, it, it's been unseasonably 50 degrees, right? Like if it drops to 38 and everybody's, yeah. you know, surprised, I, I'd be like, oh, you haven't, you haven't been living here long enough. It should be 38 degrees at this time of year. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, Rochester, New York is number three and number four. Now, this is an expensive market. San Diego is, is a really, it's a beautiful area. They have some of the best weather in the whole country year round. Um, and, uh, but San Diego, Chula Vista, Carlsbad, California come in at number four, San Diego, like I said, is a super expensive place to live. It's not cheap housing wise, housing wise, uh, you know, it's not. Yeah. I mean, look, it could be up, you know, it, it could be up 20% in activity next year and it's still going to be an average sales price of, you know, $700,000 for a thousand square foot ranch. Yeah. Yeah. And I'd have to dive deep into that to see, but yeah, it's, uh, it's expensive. There's no getting around it. San Diego's not cheap. Okay. Number five, Again, in California, Riverside, San Bernardino, and Ontario, California. Again, these sound like feeder cities. I'm not sure. I think Ontario is Northern California. I'm not sure, though. Uh, so, again, if anybody is listening out there and can uh, fill us in on that, let us know. But, uh, again, those sound like feeder cities. So, you know, these are typically really good cities to invest in. Um, but California, I don't know about investing in California real estate at this time, because although it goes up often and a lot, it it is some some of the most expensive real estate you're going to find out there in the country. Yeah, for sure. It's uh, it, it's it, so Larry, I'll tell you, it's I'm looking at the map now. Um, 
it's east, due east of Los Angeles, Ontario. Okay. Rancho Cucamonga, et cetera. So, oh, um, there you go. So it's a feeder city into yeah. LA. Yeah. 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 So there you go. And, uh, I, I'd be curious to know what the, uh, what the average price of a home is there <clears throat> in Ontario, but, um, yeah, coming in at number five, Riverside, San Bernardino in Ontario, California, um, right below that again, you know, California, everybody's always talking about all the problems they have in California, right? You know, and, and they do. And all big cities do. We right. have a problem with homelessness. We need to address that. A hundred percent. We need to address that. Um, but um, it's funny. A lot of these towns that are popping up on, according to realtor.com, the top 10 real estate markets of 2024, um, they're in California. Right. People love that weather, man. Right. Yeah, for sure. Look, here's the thing. I've spent a lot of time in California and there is no question um, that, you know, you, you, you can't do better than the weather. Like it, there's it just, that's the reality of the situation. It's fantastic. Yeah. You know, I tell everybody about Chicago. If we had California's weather, this would be the greatest place in the world to live. Yeah. If we had California's weather, the winter I can do without the summer times here is unbeatable but, um, and spring, but, uh, yeah, the winters can get a little rough. So yeah, coming in at number six is Bakersfield, California. And, you know, you, you've heard there's this Rolling Stone song and I forget the name of it where they reference Bakersfield and, you know, like with, uh, uh, whatever it is, those things that blow through the town is the wind. What's it called? Tumbleweeds. Uh, what? Tumbleweeds. Yeah, tumbleweeds, you know, it's like one of those towns, but apparently not. I think probably Bakersfield is an extremely affordable town. Um, but again, I, you know, I'm not sure why it's on the list, but it's number six on the list of the top 24 markets in real estate in 2024. And again, this is according to realtor.com. Okay. So number seven is Springfield, Massachusetts. I used to live in Weymouth, North Weymouth, Massachusetts. All right. Massachusetts. Sorry. Say that 14 times quickly, um, which is right outside of, uh, right outside of Boston. I literally lived across the Bay where I was looking at Boston. This was many moons ago. Um, and uh, Massachusetts is just a great area. It's very similar to Chicago, very cosmopolitan, but also very blue collar at the same time. Right. You know, a lot of great, any great restaurant you can think of, you're going to find in Boston. And uh, yeah, so coming in at number uh, seven is Springfield, Massachusetts. And there you go. Coming in at number eight is you know how to pronounce that? Worcester. Worcester. That's right. Worcester, Massachusetts. Uh, and it says can Massachusetts, Connecticut. So I'm curious about that because I didn't live. I mean, North Weymouth isn't that far from Worcester, but I, I don't. I'm trying to think of why it says Worcester, Massachusetts, Connecticut. There must be a worst, a Worcester, Connecticut too. I'm assuming. Well, that or there's a, you know, it, it, I mean, you might call it like, you know, Waukegan slash Wisconsin, right? Like you're up that way. I mean, it just may be the corridor. Yeah, right? yeah, that could be. Um, number nine, Grand Rapids slash Kentwood, Michigan. So if I remember correctly, my dad was in the uh, insurance business forever, right? Right. And uh, I'm not sure, but I think like Grand Rapids is one of like the, the capitals of the insurance industry. Um, unless I'm thinking of a different city, but he went there a lot. He used to go there often uh to uh grand rapids but yeah grand rapids uh kentwood michigan i love michigan we go to michigan almost every year for uh, some amount of time 
uh it's just it's a great great place so green and so you know a lot of lakes everywhere just right great place yeah it's fantastic i'm i'm a huge fan of michigan as well and grand rapids is really kind of an undiscovered gem of an area right it's high growth it's not really uh detroit or manufacturing driven and it's it, it's certainly close enough to the more uh attractive areas of the state in terms of recreation yeah yeah so grand rapids coming in at number nine and number 10 here we are number 10 top 24 real estate market in 2024 is los angeles long beach anaheim now all we hear lately is how people are fleeing California right, and Los Angeles because prices are too high. And a lot of the places they say, you know, you're hearing people leaving California for are like Texas and Florida. I heard that more people are leaving Florida for California than California for Florida. So who knows what the stats are? There's so many stats out there. There's so many numbers out there. Who knows who to listen to? But um, number 10 on the list is Los Angeles, Long Beach, and Anaheim. Uh, now, Long Beach, I know, is a feeder city into uh, Los Angeles, as is Anaheim, I'm guessing. Um, but again, you know, not not an inexpensive area to live. Yeah, but I mean, you can be, you know, you can be hot without having to be cheap. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, listen, the luxury market is, uh, and there's a joke there somewhere. I'm not even going there, but uh, the luxury market is actually running about five to 7% hotter than the bread and butter market that because, you know, people with that kind of money that are buying two, three, $4 million homes, they move money around differently and when they purchase real estate, it's a different kind of financial. Uh, well, and it's certainly not, Larry, as directly impacted by mortgage rates. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what I mean by they move money around differently. They're not really concerned with interest rates, um, which uh, they went down again a little bit last week, right? Yeah. Uh, yes. I, I mean, mean, I don't want to say, you know, nothing big, but they went that the trend. I just, yeah. I just wouldn't. The, the trend continues to be positive. Let's say that it, it, it rates continue to be improving in a way that I think you could be comfortable with the idea that, um, you know, you might continue to see this, this dropping. I would argue though, that we're very near a, moving average on the trading and that I don't expect that we're going to have a lot of, if rates are going to continue lower from here, we're going to have to kind of have some significant news on the inflation and economy front. I'm not sure that's coming. So the move has been nice, mm -hmm. but I, I, I think that we might, it's probably more healthy to spend some time hanging out here. I don't, I don't think we're going to 6% by the end of the year. Like, no, even though, no. Even I, though they're, you know, right. for the best customers, could they get a six eight seven five today? Meaning twenty five percent down, single family home, W two job, plenty of money in the bank. Yeah, probably. Yeah. So you know, like you said last week, the trend is our friend <laughs> right now. Exactly. You know, and who knows what's going to happen? I'm still keeping my fingers and toes crossed that. I'm right about the spring, but who knows? We could be exactly where we are right now come March. Yeah. No, you're, you're exactly right. You're exactly Isn't right. Isn't that horrible? No, I, I look, if, if we were here, we'd be right where we were about a year ago, right? Like I was looking, yeah. I was looking at some files. You know, one of the things we do is we do kind of an annual review, if you will, of the mortgage situation. Yeah. For all the clients that we work with after they've been closed, right? Where's your equity at? What else is going on in your personal finances, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and, and one of the things that we do as we do that is we review where they closed. Well, people were closing at 6875 at this time last year. So, yes, rates have been higher, but 
year over year, if you just picked December 23 and December 22, rates are flat. So, yeah, yeah. you know, are they are, are they getting dramatically lower from here? I don't know. Yeah, who knows? And, and like you just alluded to, I don't think we want them to go dramatically lower, you know, I, I think quickly. that's as disruptive as, as, as rates going down, right? Exactly. You, you want to turn around and you want to, um, you know, again, we have a market where it's harder to make things happen because rates are high. Yeah. If we end up in a situation where we get 6% in early January, it will be harder to make things happen because you can't get anybody to sell you your house. Yeah. You know, there'll be 15 offers again. And we've, I mean, we've talked about that a bunch of times and and I hate to, but it's worth sound like I'm beating a dead horse, but that's a real thing. Listen, been there, done that. And uh, people should remember what it was like to stand in line at an open house. Yes. With 30 people just, to see the house. Correct. Absolutely correct. Uh, It happened all the time, not that long ago. Um, I think we're headed for a healthier situation. It all comes down. Well, part of it, I think in a big way comes down to uh, inventory. I think you're right about that. And, and so the question is, would we unleash a bunch of inventory that we can't see now? If that becomes the case, Larry, I gotta I gotta step away for one minute. I got something going on here at the house. I'll yeah, no problem. Go yeah, ahead. No worries. Um, no, ahead. what Dylan was saying is very true, and what what I just alluded to in terms of inventory is um, inventory. It kind of rules everything, just like any other market. Supply and demand is king, so inventory kind of runs the show. When there's very little inventory and great interest rates, you're going to see lines out the door waiting to see a property. Um, And if there's a ton of inventory on the market, even with low interest rates, um, it's still going to be more of a buyer's market because there's more inventory out there and product for buyers to um to kind of choose from so uh supply and demand is king in any market no less the real estate market and um i think you know my part my partner associate over at uh, exp uh michael lafito has a 1.9 listing 1.9 million dollar listing coming on the market in uh, Wheaton. Well, he's on, he does. yeah, he's on the, it's on the PLN and he's already getting showings. So that's what I mean about the, uh, about the, uh, luxury market in that it's, it's actually running a little bit hotter than the bread and butter market, which we call the, you know, for in this, in, in our market, the four to $500,000 house. Right. Um, so if you're in that four to 500,000 house, uh, dollar house range, and even if you're in the upper, you know, one, two, three million, you got to stage it right. You got to present it right, right from the start. That's your, that's your first and only chance to make that good first impression. Right. right. I mean, you have to do that. It, It is so imperative. Um, so, uh, Last week, we talked a little bit about PMI and, right. and people are so afraid. And I, and I have an article I'm going to bring up here in a minute that's going to show like uh, first time homebuyer grants and some other things I want you to comment on. Mm-hmm. But um, we talked about PMI. And, you know, when I bought my first house, I had PMI. I didn't I didn't put 20 percent yeah. down. And uh, here I am. I lived right <laughs> And moved well, on to a bigger I, house. I actually go one step further, Larry. I mean, we talked a little bit about this uh, for the folks who were on on Wednesday. But for today, you know, we're in a situation where, I, you know, again, using your your bread and butter term, you know, a, as kind of representing maybe a $350,000 cheap house, right? If you've saved 10% and you're like, well, I got to wait um, and save another 10%, it, it, it it's a 
tremendous financial mistake to the yes. tune of a hundred thousand dollars. And you might be like, Oh, come on. And that's just to avoid 85 or hundred or $130 a month in PMI, depending on your credit score. But think about it like this. If you make enough money to buy that house, you're probably paying two grand a month in rent. If you're paying two grand a month in rent and saving a thousand dollars, which is about as optimistic as you can be, right? Because a $350,000 buyer is going to be making $80,000 a year or about $6,500 a month. You pay your taxes, right? And you're going to save. And so maybe you're bringing home four, $4,500 tops mm-hmm. total. And of that, you're going to spend two on rent and then you're going to save one. So you're going to live the rest of your life for a month on $1,500 bucks or less. Right. So it's optimistic is my point giving you the benefit of the doubt that in three years you can save another $35,000, $36,000. You will pay $72,000 in rent. And skip PMI. Congratulations. Yeah, you win, right? Right, exactly. Additionally, if you buy today, you're going to have a payment that's maybe $230 a month higher than it would be if you saved 20% down. In that 230 included is the PMI of, uh, you know, 100-ish bucks a month. But you get that house appreciating for you for the next three years. That's right. That equity is... And we think there's a lot of appreciation in the market. Appreciation has been 6% this year, 65 depending on the market. On average... But let's say it's half of that. Let's say it's a historical average of 3%. Right. That's so 10,500 this year in 24, 10,525, 10, non compounding. It's a little more, but right. keep the numbers around. That's 30 grand. So yeah. between the 72 in saved rent and the 30 in appreciation, you made a hundred grand. And it costs you a hundred bucks a month in PMI to go buy now. Yeah. So just don't think you're being smart or cute. Yeah. And you know, here, here's part of, part of the problem is look, we're in the business. And when we talk about this, sometimes uh, people can think we're advocating this because it's, it's our business. I mean, we don't make money unless we sell homes, help people buy, sell, and invest in homes, right? But the reality of it is what Dylan is saying, door number one is you don't put 20% down, you put 10% or 5% down. Your uh, PMI is 80 to 130 a month. But as your as you're living in your house, you're building that equity in to, you know, $10,000, $12,000 a year, as opposed to door number two, waiting to save another 10% and uh, putting 20% down. But in that same amount of time, if you're paying $2,000 a month in rent, you're, you're talking about another 72 grand out of your pocket. So you tell me you want door number one, or do you want door number two? Larry, you're exactly right. And and the thing is, I, I think that one of the things, look, you're right on the front end of that conversation. When you say, look, we advocate for this in part because it's our business and we need to do business and do transactions and help people buy houses. Yeah. But every business, ours included, exists to solve a problem that people have. Yes. And at the end of the day, look, I got to buy tires for my cars, right? Are the tire people just advertising tires because they're in the tire business? Well, yes. But you need tires Every now and again. And so they let you know, we have them available. If you need them, come over here to get the tires for your car. Same thing here. At the end of the day, I would argue that you have far more benefit 
than most products. Now, let's not specifically pick on tires or anything else. By securing your financial future through home ownership, attaching yourself to home ownership in a way that I cannot be a stronger advocate for and is one of the reasons I'm in this business because yeah. it helps people so dramatically that let's not bury the lead. Yes, absolutely. We're in this business, but I don't know about you. I'm in this business. I stay in this crazy business because it helps people. Yeah. I, I, and I, I agree with that. I get a lot of satisfaction. I mean, some of the, my, my best transactions were first time home buyers were they, they were literally crying when I handed them the keys, mm -hmm. you know, and it, it just, it really is a, a great feeling to be able to help somebody purchase a home. And, um, I think, you know, especially for first time home buyers, you don't need to save 20%, you know, get into that first condo, get into that first town home, build equity, then the, move the on to that. The sooner you get on the, on the system, <clears throat> in the system, the sooner it can go to work for you. Yeah. That's the bottom line. hundred percent. I mean, uh, so, so important to stop paying somebody else's mortgage. It's yeah, that yeah. simple. It, it, it's very cliche, Larry. If you're going to have, look, I, I, there, there are places, let me not say that homeownership's for everyone or every circumstance, right? If you're uh, younger and you haven't said a lot, your job history, your employment isn't necessarily stable. You're making money today. You know, we worked with a client who was trying to buy a house, trying to buy a million dollar house in Glenview last year. And what had happened was he was working for a company as a W-2 job. And he was kind of an IT tech consultant type guy. And in 2021, he had turned around and left that company. And over the course of 18 months, kind of tripled his gross income. He was basically working as a consultant and billing. Um, but two things have happened since then. The first one was he tried to buy this place, but he didn't really have the tax history, right? He had changed from... He changed from where he was to self-employed and because right. he was self-employed, he didn't have a two-year history. Um, and, you know, it, it, it's it's one thing to turn around and start a company that's a widget business, right? Or a landscaping business or any one of these things that does something regularly that's a little more predictable. This is kind of an intellectual property type of industry. And, you know, it, it, we, we couldn't make the loan happen and he ended up staying in his existing house. And, and I ended up talking to him. We we're just doing some year end kind of check ins with folks. Um, and that business is totally dried up. It was a flash in the pan. He made a bunch of money, but he's like, thank God I wasn't able to buy that place because I'm not sure I'd be able to make the payments for the yeah. long run. Yeah. And so at the end of the day, sometimes it's not time for somebody to be a buyer. Fresh business, recent graduate. I may get married in a year or two. I may graduate. I may get a promotion. And this company is going to require me to move to corporate in Florida or Jacksonville mm -hmm. or Washington or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, don't, don't bear the costs of buying and selling. However, for most folks, that's not that knowledge is not certain. And if you're going to be in a situation where you're going to pay a rent payment and you don't have an exit strategy from that, meaning those life changes are foreseeable and coming, right? Then you probably should be buying a place. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, your monthly housing payment pays a mortgage. It's only a question of whether it pays your mortgage or somebody else's. Yeah. And you know, we say that all the time and yes, you're right. It sounds a little cliched, but you know what? Cliches are cliches because they're true. Because they got a lot of truth to them. There's By the a way, lot did of you notice that I just did the social media nine thirty second clip like at the end there? Yeah. Make sure you snip that at the 44 <laughs> minute mark. <laughs> I will. Uh, you'll have that in about 45 minutes. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but it, it really is the truth. You got to get in the, you, you have to purchase and start your journey down that 
in that real estate space because that is how you build wealth in America. And if I would venture to guess, probably anywhere else too. Uh, own well, property. It's funny you say that, Larry. Look, when I when I use the term the system, you're kind of referencing this. There is a system, and we've decided as a society, as Americans, that we are going to value home ownership. We're going to value it for lots of reasons, and some of them are non-financial. Right? Home ownership builds and anchors communities. Home ownership um, helps a lot of related businesses because. People are not living in rentals, so they spend more money at Home Depot and oh, yeah. other construction-related industries to make their little piece of the world theirs rather than so, – so we sell more expensive paint and, and we have more creativity in home furnishings and appliances, whereas if we're all renting, it all just might be very utilitarian, right? So just, yeah. it, it, it drives the economy. However hey. – the, the system also exists from a tax standpoint with the mortgage interest deduction, with the property tax deductions to encourage you to own. Yeah. So the system is a real thing. Yeah. So you, you, you can sit there and begrudge the system. It is what it or, is. Or you can turn around and play ball. Yeah. You choose. Yeah. But, but you don't get to go, well, I'm not playing by those rules. Yes, you are. It's just a question of are you buying or not? Yeah, exactly. but the rules around all this stuff still exist. Yeah, and it and it just makes sense, you know, it really does. I mean, like we said, door number one, door number two, door number one, you're going to pay about seventy two thousand dollars in rent, saving up that additional ten thousand ten percent. Door number two, you're going to have a uh, an eighty to one hundred and twenty five hundred and thirty dollar uh, PMI payment until you get up to that twenty percent. But guess what? You're also going to be gaining all that equity in your home. And in the last six decades, like I said, I think there's been four days where prices have gone down in real right. estate. Um, so you're making a pretty good investment and a pretty good choice if you're choosing door number two, right? Sure. Um, so I want to bring something on the screen here real quick because I want your opinion of these things. Um, so I can't, there, there's, you know, first time home buyer grant programs and there are, um, first time home buyer, uh, uh, you know, not grant programs, but well, let me get your opinion. How, how do you feel about the grant programs? You know, Larry, here's the thing I'm going to tell you in my experience, I, I think that there's never a free money program. You know, I, I talk to first time buyers regularly, obviously, as you do. Um, and lots of people um, will come in and they'll say, hey, uh, do you have any programs that give me free money for being a first time home buyer? And the answer is those are very few and far between. Um, the program you kind of got up on the board, um, it, it, the FHFA first time home buyer discount, that's a, a one program that has some traction um, because it, it can turn around. And uh, if you're like a big bank, right? Chase, Citibank, Bank of America, it doesn't matter. And you need to make loans to serve your what's called CRA or Community Reinvestment Act means mm -hmm. you're not lending in some underserved zip codes. So if you're buying in those zip codes and you have a uh, below median income, right? So, you know, half the incomes are above, half the incomes are below. You may be able to take advantage of one of these programs, but they're, they're, they're challenged. They can be challenging to access. Mm -hmm. The thing is, though, there are low and mo no money down payments. If you can save three and a half percent, you go buy an FHA loan and it's no problem. Yeah. There are several down payment assistant options. We have one at Benchmark where we turn around and uh, get you 100% financing uh, with a first mortgage for 96.5%, a second mortgage uh, for 3.5%. You know, Home Ready and Home Possible, like you have on the screen here, are Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac's 3% down loans. And so, you know, you take a counseling class and you get a little closing cost credit and you go through. A little extra hoop jumping and yeah, you can do it. 
Mm-hmm. So there's options, you know, here at conventional 97, another 3% down is, is, is and FA, the FHA is three and a half. So I would tell you there's plenty of no money or low money down options available. There's just not a lot of free money programs, right? Like at the end of the day, the IDA program here in Illinois um, will turn around and get you 100% financing, but it gets you a same thing, an FHA loan, and then a more, more costly second mortgage, but you get 100% financing. Um, USDA is, is not real common in the Chicago market, but I know a lot of people who do a lot of USDA mm-hmm. business, and it's no money down for sure. Um, it, it, it's a little more rural, thus the name. You know, I'm an advocate of the VA loan and taking advantage of the VA home loan. Benefit. Absolutely. The, the, that's a 100, that is absolutely 100% financing. And if the veteran is a minimum percentage disabled, they don't even have to pay the funding fee, which usually gets added to the loan amount, right? Which is about 3%. So you get, you know, you'd buy a $200,000 house, you get a loan for 206 with the funding fee, but it's really only $200,000 mm-hmm. if they're disabled and eligible. So, mm-hmm. and, and that's disabled per their discharge, right? Per their certificate, uh, their DD-214, rather than dis- disabled in the way the, the general market or insurance companies might categorize that. So these next things here are popular first-time homebuyer grants. Yep. Okay. So like the first one we're looking at here is the National Home Buyers Fund. And just comment on any of these as you see them. You know, all of these, Larry, are kind of under that um, other umbrella that I had just mentioned, right? So you're going to get three and a half or 5% down, and they're going to come in with a second behind it. Now, some of these, you know, are there, are you know, IDA has two loan programs, right? And, and uh, for their second liens, one, uh, and, and they're a great example. Um they'll come in and they'll take a second lien and they'll say, okay, well, we'll forgive the $12,000 at $1,000 a year if you live there for 12 years. And then at the end of the day, at at the end of 12 years, it's fine. But who knows what their life's going to look like in 12 years, right? Right. At the end of the day, that's that's a challenge. Good Neighbor Next Door is a very solid program. I'm familiar with it. You know, so if you are here, it's how it tells you on the list, teachers, firefighters, uh, law enforcement officials, you know, they um, they get an advantage as well. So there, there's lots of ways to skin the cat. If it, my thing is this. If you are motivated, Larry, to buy without having to save 20 percent down, there mm-hmm. are answers for you. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I think that's the main thing that we're really focusing on here is that guys, you do not need to save 20% uh, to buy your first home. And I would not suggest you do that unless, you know, you can do that in a relatively short period of time because you're leaving a ton of money on the table. That That's the important thing, Larry, is I think that, you know, you hit the nail on the head there. It's just because uh, you, you, you know, I, I guess at the end of the day, you're missing the boat if you don't get into home ownership as soon as you can. Hundred percent. Getting all these advantages, getting the tax advantages, getting the appreciation advantages, getting the fire your landlord to throw a cliche around advantages, working for you. There's plenty of guy. There's plenty of options in the market as you're seeing here. Yeah. To finance the property and take advantage of it. Yeah. Yeah. No, no question about it, guys. So get out there and explore these opportunities to help you get into a property without saving for the next five years or three or four years to get that 20% down. And Larry, that doesn't even go to to address the other elephant in the room that we haven't even talked about today because we've been keeping the math simple. If you say if you see a house today in a subdivision in suburban anywhere USA, doesn't matter, Chicago, Atlanta, Kansas City, that three hundred fifty thousand dollar house that you have ten percent down for today, or five percent, or three and a half percent, by the time you save twenty percent in three years or five years. It's not um, three. It's not a three fifty house anymore. Exactly, you're you you nailed it. Yeah, it's exactly right. I mean, you know, 
success doesn't love anything more than speed. So it's no different when you're talking about your own personal finances. If you have an opportunity where you could put yourself in a better position um, than renting and paying someone else's mortgage, do it, do it quickly. Right. Because the quicker you do it, the less money you're leaving on the table and the more you're putting in your pocket. And I would bet on the home market every day, every day I'd bet on it because like we point out consistently, home prices rarely go down. Right. Six of the last 110 years. Yeah. Six. Three of them in 07, 08, and 09. So let's not, let, let's not be silly. Yeah. I want to uh, make a real quick point about discounted homes for HUD from HUD. Just keep in mind when you're buying a HUD home, it's a little bit different. Uh, you know, I was in the REO business for a long time, still am to some extent, but there's not a big REO market out there, but HUD does not typically rehab their homes like Fannie Mae or Freddie when, before they put them on the market. So very often when you're buying a HUD home, you're not even getting into that home. They're not even turning the uh, you know, all of the heat, water and everything on for you, you're pretty much buying that home as is. And in some cases, sight unseen. And a lot of investors do that because they know what they're getting into. They have a lot of experience, right? You know, they know, they know what could possibly be. So they're going in with their eyes a little wider open than the typical person. So I'd be a little cautious about buying HUD homes for your first home, unless you just come across something, but yeah, you can, you could definitely get discounted homes from HUD. No question about it. Yeah, for sure. It's just a different kind of home. Um, okay. So we, uh, are going to wrap this up in a little bit here, but before we do, how do people get in touch with you and find out about all this stuff we just confused them about? <laughs> nice. We can help you get some clarity around your own financial situation. You can call or text 630-708-7088. Yeah. And uh, so get in touch with Dylan, guys, because he's going to be able to help you answer all these questions. And if you think you're like right on the cusp of what do you think you might be able to purchase, but you're, you're a little, little worried about pulling that trigger. Talk Don't decide to, that for yourself. Let us, that? You. Don't decide that for yourself. Exactly. Let us figure it out for yeah, you. Yeah. Let talk to Dylan and get the information so that you could make a, an educated decision. And I guarantee you every time, if you just hear things out, you're going to pick door number two. Am I right? Exactly. Exactly yeah. right. Yeah. All right. We, uh, once again, guys, we are going to be live from the studio starting January 6th at nine o'clock Saturday, January 6th, nine o'clock every Saturday. We'll be live from the studio WCPT 820 AM out of Chicago. And uh, every Wednesday, we'll still be here like this out of our home offices. So nice. uh, we're happy to have you, Dylan. Good luck. Good luck. Is Iowa, what's up with Iowa today? Uh, nothing. Iowa's quiet. We're on to the bowl game on January 1st. Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. And who yeah. are you playing? Uh, Tennessee. Okay. You're dead. Um, <laughs> all, right. all right. I'm kidding. I'm, nice. What's your daughter's name? Hannah. Hannah? Hannah, I'm sorry. I was joking. It was a joke. All right. She'll be fun. All right. All right. I'll talk to you and have a great weekend. All right. Thanks, buddy. Talk to you soon. All right, man. I'll see you. Um, all right, you guys, we are going to wrap this up. I just wanted to, before we do wrap this up, I want to uh, remind everybody that if you want all of your questions answered about real estate, this book is going to answer a lot of them for you. This is a book I recently published called The Top Tens of Real Estate, and it is 
32 proven top 10 real estate lists that will help you maximize your profit, whether you're buying, selling, or investing in real estate. And yes, you can go and buy this book at Amazon or any number of online uh, booksellers. Um, however, if you'd like to get the ebook for free, just simply text 630-921-0611. Just text the word book to 630-921-0611, and I will get you a link to get that book for free. And believe me, you will get a bunch of great information out of that. Having said that, I want to thank you guys on TikTok. I want to thank you guys on LinkedIn, YouTube, and Facebook for tuning in. And uh, we will see you again this coming Wednesday. So uh, be sure to tune in. We'll talk to you guys then. All right. Have a great weekend, guys. Thanks for joining us on Real Estate Radio with your host, Larry Shackman, the real estate therapist and top producing broker. Now go to trustedagentusa.com and save thousands when you sell, buy, or invest. Illinois license number 475-145-795. Tune in next week for the ultimate real estate radio experience.